Hello, welcome to another Cheap Shot Wrestling podcast. I'm Matt Bass, and I'm here with Ben Boss. I'm here again. Yes. Always. And have you got uh, your... Ooh, we've made it. You, we've made it. We've Number made eight. It. Number Epi- eight. Episode eight. I'm quite impressed. We've done well. Yeah, I think we need to get that on a t-shirt. We've made it. <laughs> we've made it. It just says you've made it. <laughs> with episode blank. Episode number blank, yeah. <laughs> um, today we are talking about why Smackdown is better than Raw. Yeah, it's madly, it's madly biased. It is, I mean, but then at the same time, at the moment, it has been consistently better for... Quite an amount of time yeah, now. Look, I'm not saying we're wrong. We've just got a very strong opinion for one side nor the other. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is the thing, though. Like, I think a while back when the draft was officially announced and they were going to do these different brands, yeah, yeah. there was this implication that, like, you'd either be a SmackDown fan or a Raw fan. And it'd be like a, ooh, well, what can Raw do to kind of get some SmackDown fans over here? And oh, that kind of, yeah, in the yeah. same way that it was when back in the Monday Night Wars, where it was either you're a WWF fan or you're a WCW fan. Big split and they down wanted, the middle. Yeah, and they wanted people to bring people from the other side. And I feel like, at first I thought, that's just stupid because this is WWE and people watch everything all the time. And granted, I watch Raw and SmackDown every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm a SmackDown fan. <laughs> That's fine. And the thing is, yeah, like you said, they're going to try and play it like it is a fight for the audience. Yeah. People are watching both. It's just people are going to prefer the other thing. Mm. I think I, I agree with you as well. I prefer SmackDown over Raw these days. I think we'll... I mean, the thing is, I will give some concessions to Raw um, in certain respects. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the thing bad. is, I think one of the things that um, Raw has right is, on the whole, they have the commentary right over yeah, yeah, SmackDown. Because yeah. SmackDown's commentary is... Getting ridiculous. It's crowded. I mean, there was, there's four people normally. Obviously, this week we had a two-man commentary team, which was brilliant. If it's kind of like, yeah, you hadn't got a Christmas present for years. And then you finally did get a Christmas present, but it was something really rubbish. <laughs> it, and you, you feel gratified. You're like, well, thank you for thinking of me and mm. giving me a two-man commentary team. But I did would have preferred if it was Marrow instead of... Tom Phillips. Yeah, I you mean... Know? And so, there's that. But, I mean, nothing could be helped about the commentary this week because of Blizzard and because yeah, tonga has got dreams of being an actor when he's never going to be an actor. Yeah. Um, and look, we all know why, you know, Tom Phillips never misses a flight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's obviously going to be there. Um, oh, yeah. yeah no, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I know we've got our thing listed as explicit on iTunes, but I don't want to talk about that. Just pushing the boundaries a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, but, so, uh, yeah, Raw has got it right on commentary and I think mm-hmm. if if Michael Cole does step down at some point from commentary yeah, okay. and Mara replaces him I think that Raw's commentary team would be brilliant oh, because it'll yeah. be Mauro on play by play with Corey and Byron having a go at each other. Having a go at each other. This is yeah. the thing. I think a lot of people give Byron some crap about his commentary but actually he Serves a massive good purpose. I think people have seen that too. To be, That's the, why annoying, to be the annoying baby face that people go, oh, just shut up, Byron. He's just being and too nice Corey, all the time. Corey bounces off Byron brilliantly. Mm-hmm. They're like chalk and cheese. It's brilliant. Well, the thing is, oddly enough, look, you can compare those two. Yeah. People will have a go at Byron. But you can compare those two to the way the audiences look at faces and heels these days. Yeah. Is that they will side with the heel. People love Corey because he just has a go at the annoying baby face. Exactly. And that's why people turn on him. But, I mean, yeah, credit where credit's due. Byron's done really well, though. Byron's doing all right. Yeah, um, he's holding his he own. He serves a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> he is a... And it appears now that because Austin Aries has actually become a wrestler again... He is, back in the ring. I think it's just the standard Raw commentary team on... Two or five live matches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The ones that are actually on Raw. Right, 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 right. Because um, before they would bring Austin out to do commentary with Michael Cole and Corey Graves. 
mm. to do the raw cruiserweight matches, which was a bit weird, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. But to the main point of what we're talking about in this one, why SmackDown is better than Raw? Mm-hmm. And now I think the first point is... I mean, there's some contradictions in this point, but I think it works. Okay. Is that there are newer... St- that, that SmackDown relies on newer stars and not oh. on the older stars. Now, right. granted... That opinion's got some weight. It's got some weight. Yeah. But I think where it... It doesn't quite stand up in some ways, you could argue, because John Cena is there on SmackDown and he's someone who's uh, an older star in the context yeah. of what is WWE at the moment. He pans over a couple of generations. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, been yeah, doing yeah. this for like 12 years. So, I mean, it's, you know, he's not new in any way. No. But AJ Styles, he's not new, but he's new to us. Yeah, yeah, he's WWE new. He's WWE new. And I yeah. think that's one of the points I'm making in, in, a, in a couple of my points today. It's like, there are things where you look at them and they might necessarily be not new in general, yeah, yeah, and yeah. people have known about them for a long time, or known about, but it's new in the context of WWE and SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think this is the thing. On Raw, they rely on people like Goldberg. Part-timers. And Lesnar and The Undertaker. Even though Undertaker said that his home was on SmackDown, but hasn't yeah. appeared on SmackDown for multiple times. <laughs> um, I mean, this week, this week on Raw, like I said that Raw, you know, I've, I've, I've said to you that Raw was better possibly this week than SmackDown, but... Mm. I think I'm being tricked. Like, HBK appeared on Raw this week. Yeah. And I was like, amazing, HBK. here. That was cool. Cool, I love seeing, yeah. uh, you know, Shawn Michaels. This is brilliant. But then you kind of think, yeah, but he just came out and said some stuff to Roman Reigns and then went and there wasn't even a super kick. I mean, what's going on here? Yeah, like, it was just, a, it was, it was things. And Shawn Michaels working in NXT now. Mm. So he's just around. I don't know. It just sort of feels like they're relying on these older people. And you sort of feel like with Raw... They need to focus on the younger people, and they. It's like the thing with the universal title. Like the universal title at WrestleMania should not be between Goldberg and Lesnar. No, not just because I think the match doesn't need it, mm. but also because surely with a new title, a new belt, it's about the universe and da da da. It's the universal it champion. The title that should be around the waist of someone who's new era as such. Kevin o- like Kevin Owens, like Finn Balor yeah. was the perfect first champion. Like Kevin you Owens. can't deny it. Yeah. And yeah, sticking, and then, it, sticking I, it between basically two part-timers, awful. Yeah. Awful idea. No, it is. It's awful. Yeah. And we don't know what's going on here. Um, I heard something earlier on mm-hmm. that apparently the, 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 orig- the original plans at the moment for WrestleMania 34 are to be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Apparently, really, which I think would be horrendously bad. But uh, Wait, you know, also, like, this is all rumors, is what I hear from the dirt sheets because you know well, a dirty, dirty mark. But no, but um, obviously, like that can that can all change. We've got a whole year. Oh, exactly, it's then. an yeah, entire yeah. year. We haven't even done this WrestleMania, but those are the kind of first thoughts about what might be the WrestleMania main event at next year's well, WrestleMania. Well, here you go. I mean, you may not have read it here first, but you've heard it here. But first. I think that would be stupid. Yeah, because what the main event of WrestleMania next year should be is something to do with Finn Balor. Yeah, I mean, it, he should be someone they should be probably putting a lot yeah. of stuff onto, being like, "You're the guy that we're kind of just kind of weigh onto in yeah. the future." Not like, "Oh, let's put Lesnar in the mm. in the main event again." Let's keep trying to put. Roman Honestly, Reigns in I the main would event. rather see Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns. That'd even be better. That'd, That'd be, be great. You could do a kind of David and Goliath type thing with that, and have Roman be the heel yeah. that he so desperately wants to be. But they're just holding on to that. Aren't they? I genuinely just... think he wants to be a heel. I don't think he yeah. wants to be a face because I think he is smart enough to realise, looking at the landscape, and go, 
Yeah, I'm getting more booze and I'm getting cheers. Yeah. Probably would be better if I just embraced the hate as such. I should probably Let's cater to that. Yeah, I should probably just stop trying to like get over and yeah. just embrace that. And also, that. when he's doing this stuff with Undertaker at the moment, it is quite heel. You know, the Undertaker is playing the good guy in this situation because it's the Undertaker. The Undertaker can't be a bad guy. No. Whereas Roman is saying, no, this is my yard now. And everyone's like, no, it's the Undertaker's yard. It's always going to be the Undertaker's yard. He's the dead man. We <laughs> love the dead man. Um, <laughs> there was there was, there was a really, that's my impression of it. So. <laughs> that was great. There was a really yeah, funny thing about that man. though, where like uh, someone had made the point of the reason that Roman Reigns and Undertaker are feuding is because Undertaker dug all those holes, and apparently those, all those holes were dug in Roman Reigns's yard. He's very annoyed. <laughs> he's the big dog. He's the and big he's, dog. The big dog is the only one who all digs the, holes in sorry, his yard. Sorry, the metaphors about dogs and yards <laughs> are getting all of it. So, well, that's, that's my point. My point was this: like the person who commented this was basically saying that. There's no reason for this. No. But that was like their kind of silly way of going, oh, no, there is a reason. Yeah. It's completely ridiculous. They just wanted to... Yeah. They want to have some reason. But yeah. I think this also lends into another point about why SmackDown is better than Raw. Yeah. It's because Raw has struggled without Finn Balor. Oh, and I think yeah. in general, they've struggled without Finn Balor because they just needed that input of fresh talent to be the kind of symbol of what is Raw now. Because I think where you had... Finn Balor, as the, he came in around the, at the time of the draft. He got drafted to Raw. Big debut. Awesome. Amazing entrance onto Raw. Mm. Wins the Universal title that everyone hated. But he would have made it something that people would have gone, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, him winning that title, that title was ugly from the get-go. But him winning it was kind of like, all right. And, and I, I think what would have ended up leading on from that would have ended up being a sort of Finn Balor, Kevin Owens fight for the universal title oh imagine how good that would have been and that would have been great and it the might thing still is, happen obviously it, well yeah but yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. is is that Finn Balor would have been seen as the symbol of Raw being new now mm-hmm. and something different if someone you haven't seen on the main roster before on main roster representing Raw just as on Smackdown you have people like you know I don't know AJ Styles and the like who are new to new to WWE yeah yeah um, who are representing that brand and so you kind of when you look at the person who is at the top of the certain brand, they kind of give off an image of what that brand stands for. And yeah. when you have someone who's new at the top, he stands for something new. He stands for, you know, the Raw's different. Raw's different from what it was two months ago. Yeah, we're changing. We've got, we have Finn Balor now. Yeah, we've got know? new people. Whereas what ended up happening was mm. he gets injured. Obviously, nothing can be done about that. Real he shame, gets yeah. injured. Um, things, these things happen. But then it was like, okay, well, we're going to have Kevin Owens run with it. Fine, cool. He's someone who's new. He's not someone who's, you know... But he had been on the roster for a little while at that point. Yeah. And was a previous Intercontinental Champion. So it wasn't like he was someone fresh to the eyes. That's what I was going to say that. Yeah. No offence to the guy, but he wasn't fresh. So it was just kind of like, yeah, it was just like, okay, I'm glad he's champion. He's a great heel. Yeah. But yeah, we could have had Finn Balor was basically in the back of everyone's mind. Whereas if you look over... And I don't think, to be fair, I think it's the same with the women's division as well. The women's division, you had... You know, you've still got the same people at the top of the women's division on Raw that were at the top of the women's division before the draft, which is Charlotte and Sasha. Yeah, and that and that whole debacle about the title switching that really that was, put people off. Yeah, really and annoyed the, people. And the thing is that Charlotte and Sasha have been at the top for a while, and you go over to SmackDown, you've got something completely new. Even though you've got Natalia and uh, Nikki Bella over there on SmackDown, yeah, they're people who've been around for a while. But they're doing something slightly different with their characters slightly. But mm, yeah, it's a but push. they're not. But they're also not the focus. They no. weren't the focus on SmackDown. On SmackDown, the focus with women was Alexa Bliss, oh, brand awesome. new. Yeah, right. And then you've got um, Becky Lynch, who had struggled 
around the others on mm. the main roster before that point. She was always seen as the third one. She was the third wheel in the Sasha-Charlotte feud. Yeah, you know? and, and, and couldn't carry it. it. Yeah, she couldn't carry it. And so she was kind of blending into the background a bit, mm. but she's been given a focus on SmackDown. And also like someone like Naomi, who had been sort of someone who'd sat there and blended in the background as well. But she's been given she got given a great focus and spotlight and unfortunately she's got injured. Who would think who would have thought? I I never thought this anyway. When Naomi had to sort of surrender the title, I was like, sad. That's, yeah. That sucks. She was really good. Yeah. She was and these, she was looking like she was actually gonna start becoming like a proper character and mm. being like a prominent star and that was actually quite sad. Mm. Genuinely well, upset about that. Yeah. Although the thing is, I th- sort of wonder what would have happened going into WrestleMania if she hadn't got injured. Oh, I see what you um, mean. Yeah. Because the way they're doing it now with the SmackDown women going into WrestleMania is that it's going to be Alexa Bliss defending, you know, all against all kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah. All against her, you know, and, and 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 I think it'd be quite good because it's going to bring out some. I think there's definitely going to be one or two surprises in that match. Do you reckon? Because they've announced it as being like the five women. Who are not including Nikki and Maurice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other women on the roster are all there, and you realise there's only like five women. Um, <laughs> there's like seven women, five women, or something on the SmackDown roster. I think so. Yeah, that's... But they're all there, and you kind of look at it and go, "Yeah." When you say it's the whole women's roster against each other, you've got this idea of like 10, 12, 15 people, twenty people, five. five. It's a basically a fatal five-way match, but with eliminations. Mm. Uh, maybe elimination. I'm not sure, um, but I think it will be. It's 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 perfect putty for something where you can go. We're gonna get something new out of this. Nice. This is not just what you think it's gonna be. Yeah, this no, is no. gonna be like oh, a big you know debut or a big return from someone. They've laid the foundation for like you should keep an eye on this match. Mm-hmm. Something cool could happen. Unless of course it's on the pre-show, in which case it's just like yeah. The thing is, then again, I'm, I, we're talking about it now, saying like that'd be really exciting. Could be someone new coming in. As soon as it goes to the pre-show, you go, "Oh, they don't care." No, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care at all. It's That's like when we were talking about the Royal Rumble a few months ago. It's like, yeah, it's going to be like, oh, it's going to be really cool. Maybe we have Kenny Omega. Maybe oh. we're like, blah, blah, blah. and then we watched it. it went Randy Orton. Okay, fine. <laughs> it was like, all right. The thing is, then that was made worse by him going, oh, "I'm not going to be in the main event." And it was like. What the hell was the point? Yeah. So there have been issues with SmackDown. Exactly. That's the thing. That's my point is that that was, it was interesting. And I think, but I think going back to my original point before though, I think it is a case of, you know, I think Raw struggled by not having, and I don't think, I said struggled without having Finn, but I think Mm. they've struggled with not having really brand new stars at the top of their show, which SmackDown has had. So I think that there's that kind of problem. Um, But also I think, the management. Shane is someone who is new in the eyes of the fans. And I think this is also kind of... I've said this before. It's a running theme through my choices, which is that people who are not necessarily new, yeah. but new to the fans or new to the product at the moment. And Shane is that person. Yeah, he's no, new no, no, to no, SmackDown. No. Like, yeah, we can talk about how like you know he was in the Attitude Era and stuff like that. And he's been in the company a ton of times before. Yeah. But you're right. He's new to these sort of fresh eyes that are on the company now. Mm. And it's just nice for us. People who have been watching for a long time and know him. He has not been off TV for years. Oh, at this forever point. at this point. Yeah, it feels like, like it's been forever. It's actually been years. I'm trying to think. She did have. There was a long period where she wasn't around. Yeah. But then that was. I think that was when she was having kids. Yeah, and they had the different general managers. And yeah, and it would cycle through. But then it was just straight back to the norm again. And it was like I didn't. Yeah. I felt really bad. I don't didn't miss her. But she's. No, doing I it. don't know. I did miss her. I think when she came back, it was cool to see her back. 
Um, but that was like five years ago now. Oh, it's cool, but it, you can't compare. I can't compare yeah. this to when I seeing Shane for the first yeah, time back I mean, on but TV. But that's the other thing. Yeah, I that think was... the point is that Shane was a hundred percent out of the company. He was not in the company. Had no ties at all. He was off in China. Yeah, he cut know, ties completely. He, he was cut, like, I'm done with he WWE. He completely cut ties. Yeah. Whereas Shane, uh, sorry, where Stephanie, Stephanie and Triple H have been engrossed in the company at the highest level, figureheads. Yeah, for they were... years. And I think this is the thing, like. With Raw, they're represented by Stephanie, mm-hmm. who's been in the company and on TV for years, and Mick Foley, well, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's on his way out, out evidently, uh, after this week's Raw. It was, almost, it was almost blatant. It was always going to happen. Yeah. But, so, anyway, but Mick Foley, we'll still stick with Mick Foley for the point of this argument, is yeah. that Mick Foley is someone who is very old been around for years and i think people have kind of bored a bit of mick foley in some ways i'm so recent makes yeah, me really no, sad no, no, no. to say this because i love mick foley but it's kind of like yeah it's good for a while but he wasn't really allowed to do all the things that he was most known for like back in the days of him as wwf commissioner oh commissioner mick commissioner mick was brilliant because might be he, the best mick because commissioner mick had all the power to do what he wanted and he had his own little office, and he was the authority figure. Whereas you feel like with the whole thing with Mick and Stephanie was that Mick was basically Stephanie's lackey. He was, yeah, he was her sidekick. He was the sidekick, and it didn't feel good. Whereas on SmackDown, you had this brand new commissioner, mm-hmm. Shane McMahon, who was, you know, had only been back in the company for a few months up until that point, six months or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. And he'd gone for a long time, and so to see him back in WWE was great. Oh and, yeah, no, no, and he is, and he was backed up by backed up by someone who was also a relatively speaking new-ish <laughs> person because Daniel Bryan had been pretty much gone from TV for the best part of year and a half, yeah, two years, and you know because of all his injuries and stuff, mm. but I'd probably say year and a half, year year and a half, probably, probably. two years is probably a bit too much. But well, he yeah he was it felt like what felt like a very long time because he was obviously like, he was back and forth from doctors. And it felt like two years went on forever. Um, and so he'd been gone for so long uh, off TV for so long mm. that when he came back and he'd also retired and everyone felt really sad, but everyone loves Daniel Bryan and he comes back and says, "Hey, but I'm still gonna be on TV now," and everyone's like, "Yeah." Exactly, and him and and Shane are like a bromance. They, you know, it's nice they, that they run get on. to the ring, both doing the yes chant. It's brilliant. It's lovely. It's nice to see. They're like best friends. With these, it's nice also as well because <laughs> that seeing him, seeing Daniel Bryan retire was really upsetting. I mean, yeah. I nearly cried. It was really sad. Isn't and, it a sad situation where Daniel Bryan is not allowed to wrestle anymore, but Shane McMahon is? Yeah. <laughs> Shane takes all that responsibility. I think everyone would much rather see Daniel Bryan versus well, AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Do you when it was Team SmackDown and Shane was sort of getting involved and you go, you got Daniel Bryan there. It's such a shame he can't get involved. <laughs> this would be great. And Daniel Bryan's clearly just sitting there going, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I can't like, yeah, no, yeah, it's all right. I'm not, gonna, I'm not crying. <laughs> Poor Daniel. But yeah. you're right. I think I agree with you is that it's almost like overkill, yeah. but in a good way. Like it, They kind of just amped it to a point where it was like, we have to watch SmackDown. Yeah. Daniel Bryan and Shane are going to be there. They're getting on mm. and they're doing a really good job. Yeah. And this then leads me on to my next point. Yeah. Which is that Daniel Bryan's feud with The Miz is bloody brilliant. It's so good. <laughs> it's literally... Oh, it's Moorish. It's, it's almost like... Mm. It's amazing because it, it's just little drips yeah. all the way along and, and you know it's never going to end because it's never going to have a match. Like I think the only way it can end is with Daniel Bryan putting Miz in the yes lock of WrestleMania. But even then... Or one of Miz them quits, just, like, it, that's it. Yeah, and I, but then the thing is, is that I think when Daniel Bryan... 
I'm I'm concerned about what's going to happen with Daniel Bryan when he has his child. Because oh, she, because yeah. Brie is probably only I don't know maybe a month or two from giving birth at this point. I'm not sure. She, that might be right. It's really relatively soon, and to the point where you think at a certain point he'll go on some sort of paternity leave. You'd yeah, assume. You, with these, you would just, uh, these, he's obviously there's they're, they're setting up a family. And I, and they're starting a family together. He's going to want to be there. Yeah, and he's, he's not like he's wrestling full time. He's mm. not wrestling at all. And he's going to be off for a few months. Yeah, he can get the he's time. He's going to have to be off for a few months at least. Yeah, and you sort of think, are they going to keep his seat warm, or are they going to just write him out, fire him? You're yeah. fired, and all think, that, but, and, and then have him leave. Have a thing where maybe it's like Daniel Bryan is on someone's team and then Miz is the other team mm. and it's like if Miz wins Daniel Bryan is fired Ooh. and Miz wins and Shane Daniel to, Bryan and, is fired and Shane has to do it yeah it's really upsetting and Shane has to fire him oh. and then it's like oh and then we can just then go okay well Daniel Bryan's gone now he can spend as much time as he likes mm. with his family but then if he wants to come back when he's, when he's good and ready when he's he good and ready he can in. come back and they can try and write him in back into the story and bring him back onto Smackdown or whatever he and should, they can do some great stuff he should come back because you're right this feud with him and the Miz I don't care how badly the WWE are marketing it with titles like Miz and Daniel Bryan break the internet or yeah. is all that rubbish I don't care but it's still don't care amazing. about that it's still great it's worth <laughs> watching every week who would have thought though that this feud would start on Talking Smack. I know. <laughs> so thought ideas, and it's Miz who's killing it. Yes. Not Daniel Bryan. It's no, it Miz. is. Miz has, has progressed by such a massive amount in the last year. He's becoming um, a big star on SmackDown. He is. Yeah. And, and do you know what? It's like people talk about these kind of like really kind of um, corny kind of phrases like grabbing the brass ring and yeah, breaking through yeah, the glass yeah. and that's kind of crap. Like, but Miz has done that. He has. Like Miz... <laughs> As as I've I've totally done a one eighty on my opinion of Miz because like a year ago I would have gone oh bloody hell the Miz well you just the Miz. These, you'd just be like why is he still oh, here why is he still doing yeah. stuff like I was like oh I don't want to see him in a Connell champion again hmm. like ugh whereas now I'm like he should be going for the WWE title <laughs> yeah now it makes sense yeah now it makes sense because he's selling it it took him a long time and it's Miz taken him a Cena. really long time Miz and Cena. Should be a one-on-one match WrestleMania. Oh yeah, no, it should be. It I know, be. I know. They just they just want to get the relationships mm. involved, and like it, it. Also, it ties in total divas and total bellas. Having said that, though, that is a feud that should not work. That is a feud which I should <laughs> that dislike. Should be, that should be a match that I do not care about. Yeah, it should be a match I don't care about. It should be a piss break match. You know, it's, it should be. It yeah. should be a match where I'm like, oh my god, they're fusing total divas slash bellas storyline or whatever yeah. into a match, and I'm like, oh god. Miz and Cena have sold it to me. Yeah. They have sold it completely to me. Um, also, the same way that AJ Styles has sold the feud with him and Shane for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Because that, of that beatdown. That, that, that absolute... boiled over. That was perfect. But the thing is, we haven't seen stuff like that for ages. No, you don't see that anymore. And that's the thing. Like, SmackDown's doing that. Raw's not doing that. Raw's not doing stuff where someone... I mean, the, the most Raw have done for things like that was... When they had Seamus and Cesaro beat the crap out of people in a pub. Old style thing where it's like, oh, a, oh, oh yeah, a pub. Yeah. Mm. Air quotes, you know. Yeah. Oh, this isn't, you know. And it was, it just felt contrived and that kind of stuff. Whereas the stuff with like 
Shane and AJ, bloody hell, that was like... That felt quite powerful, didn't it? Do you know what? It felt really good until later in the show when they showed a replay of it and somehow they'd managed to get the footage from some sort of inside... Some dash cam inside the car. Yeah, no, ruined it. And it ruined it. Took away from it. It took away from it because it was just like, suddenly it was like, this is a really cool moment. And then it's like, who the hell put that camera (laughs) inside the car? Then you immediately go, oh, it's a prop car. Oh, it then. takes away from it completely. Even though, but we also know it's like, because of situations with cars before, we know it's not that easy to throw someone through a window of a car. No, that would actually I mean, probably leave you in the hospital yeah. for quite a long time. I mean, there was that thing where, was it Brock Lesnar who just destroyed a car a couple of years ago? Um, Maybe. Well, there have been things that have happened before where <laughs> people is, have mashed up cars with a baseball bat and there's, shit. There's actually a very funny story yeah. about Goldberg in a limousine where he smashed, oh, yeah, when he smashed his hand through the window. Cut his, cut his almost, hand completely. Yeah, he almost cut, like, tendons in his <laughs> arm. and he nearly died. He nearly died. <laughs> and, and that was because they told him, yeah, hit it, don't smash, don't punch it. And he punched and it. And he punched it, and he, yeah. And the thing is, you go, if that happened with a real car mm. and it had been Shane's head going through a windscreen, he'd have died. He'd have slit his throat and he'd be a pool of blood. Yeah, right? if, if you weren't aware, there's a lot of important things in your head. Yes. Um, so, yeah, going through a car window is not yeah. advisable. I think us breaking down kayfabe is probably not the most productive <laughs> no. use of our time. But I think this is the thing. Like, SmackDown has, does have that kind of new feel about it. I think in it general. I think it just... I think it's just that thing of Raw just seems like there's no difference Raw before seemed... the draft. Raw's no different now than it was pre-draft, whereas... SmackDown, because of the fact that it was, um, because it was before essentially a raw highlight show with the odd match, and it was such a B show, it was not even a B show. Yeah, that no. SmackDown was forced to change. SmackDown was forced to be innovative. We was, need, they was, needed to make a new product. They had to make a new product. They yeah. had to make something that people went, no, I am actually going to watch that. Because you never watched SmackDown before. No, I never used to watch you it. You just watch Raw. I now watch it more often than I do Raw. Because yeah. I go, it's two hours, it's easy to digest. Yeah. Take it in once a week. Easier to digest. The Raw being three, that's the thing, another issue is obviously the length. But yeah. I mean, that's just a But with. it's the pacing of the show, though, because yeah. with, with SmackDown, because they're trying to fit so much in. You end up with this thing where it's like, oh, we've only got two hours. We need to just, you know, make everything really tight and make sure that everything is in there that we want to gain. And sometimes they mess things out. The last few weeks, there hasn't been much of the tag team division. Oh, yeah. They yeah, had, yeah. like, last week, the, there was nothing from the tag team division. And this week, I thought they did it badly. They had the main event was the Usos versus American Alpha. I was like, brilliant. Okay, cool. They didn't Solid. have any any tag teams last week, and this week it's the main event. Cool. Right. Nice. This is great. Yeah. Heading into WrestleMania, this is something new. And then all the way through the match, they kept on cutting away from the match and moving the match up into the corner to show Shane McMahon just stumbling backstage. And you're like, yeah, I get it. He's been beaten up and he's coming towards the ring, but he's taking a long time to get to the ring. You sort of go, yeah, and I don't need to see all this. People were just booing the match and just going, chanting boring and stuff like that. And you go, that's not what they should be doing. Because no. this is a match that should... I mean, if they put that match earlier in the night and and got rid of the bit with Dolph Ziggler deciding not to do a match. Yeah, and they weren't shading it with all the sort of like, oh, look at Shane, he's hurt. Yeah. If they just showcased if the match. If they just showcased the match and made the match five minutes and went, okay, it's a short match, but let's make it punchier and let's make it exciting. Yeah. And then they went, okay, yeah, cool, that match is over. And then after the match, it's, you know, here comes the money. He comes walking down to the ring and just comes out and actually makes some sort of a speech instead of just saying, AJ Styles says he doesn't have an opponent. He does now. And walks yeah. off. And it's like, 
Okay, so we had a whole match where it was being interrupted constantly by Shane McMahon mm. for him to eventually come to the stage and just say one line and walk off, and that's the end of SmackDown with yeah. no music. And it's like, this right. is weird. So there are problems to SmackDown. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. thing is, so they have to miss stuff out because of the pacing, but them actually being only two hours is massively beneficial because the three hours, it makes me feel like I genuinely get to the second hour and I'm like, that's another hour of this. Yeah. Oh, especially and, and these, especially when there's like 20 minute promos oh, yeah. and you just go I'm just skipping because yeah. I've, I've, I have honestly I've boiled down a three hour roar into about a 30 minute watch yeah, just yeah. by skipping yeah, and yeah, just like, watch no, it the no, next day no. and just go skip 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 oh another promo no okay there's a match mm. done but so, I think yeah so the roar has is too long Smackdown's faster paced but I think yeah just generally I think that's a minor point because I think even, even if roar was two hours I don't think it would but it wouldn't be that beneficial. I just and look, think there's there's still problems with Raw. They're not going to cut an hour off Raw. They're never. No, it's no. not going to happen. It's, it's working and it's making money. It would be so. admitting defeat if they if they cut an hour off. It. It's like when TNA tried to go. They tried to move live on Mondays at nine p.m. Yeah. and then begrudgingly move back to Thursdays. Mm. And they were like, because of fan reaction, it was like, no, because no one watched you. Because no one was watching. Because they were watching yeah. Raw. It's a risky yeah. move. Um. So that, I mean that's. Kind of mixture of ideas of why we think SmackDown is better than Raw. Look, it led, to be honest, it led in with, we're going to talk about how great SmackDown is and it's amazing. And there are problems. There are problems. And also, Raw has some benefits. Yeah. But there's, I think there's just less wrong with SmackDown. Yeah. And there's more wrong with yeah. Raw. I think the thing is, with SmackDown, there are kind of little small parts where you go, mm, maybe they could update the commentary team, or mm, maybe mm. they could have, you know, more of a focus on the tag team division than they currently do. Or, it's, yeah. You know, things like that. Or, it's not major fixes. No. Small little And also the other there. point that SmackDown has is they have Talking Smack, which is great. Yeah, it's, yeah, like we, we talked about that with the Miz yeah. and Daniel Bryan. Perfect. Daniel Bryan and uh, Renee Young doing that has been brilliant. That feud made that show re- relevant. It feels real. Yeah. Like, there's a certain element where you know that Daniel Bryan's not preparing for it, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> and he has made some, he has said some things on that. He has said some things, but he probably shouldn't say. But, you know, and that's the thing. So yeah. it adds to it. So it's sort of like SmackDown's two and a half hours long, but it's only two hours of a show with this extra little bit of a few extra promos crammed into another 25 minutes. And these, and you can watch the entire, like, the whole show of SmackDown without watching it. Yeah, you don't, yeah, need you, to you watch don't it. have to watch Talk no. Smack. If anything major happens on Talking Smack, They'll mention it on the next SmackDown. Do you know what I mean? So go. it's like, um, yeah. So I think there's that, that in general. That is in essence why SmackDown is better than Raw. Yeah, they're doing a lot more right, and you're right. I think they're the doing best, more right than wrong. My favorite point you made was that they are just trying new things. Yeah, and they're forced to make a new product, so I can watch that and appreciate that week in week out. It's something different. Yeah, and they're going to be pushing something like, like that's why we're into Miz now. Miz mm. is really good. Um, talking Smack's getting more interesting. Mm. So it's great. They're trying new things, and some of it's working. And some of it's working. You just want to see Raw do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, thanks for listening. This is another another episode. Cheap Shot Wrestling Podcast, episode eight. I said we made it, didn't we? We yeah, did make we it. Made it. We made it. Um, <laughs> check us out on Twitter at CSWPod. Uh, also, go to CSWrestlingPodcast.com. Uh, to go to our YouTube channel. We're also on iTunes. So, you know, check us out on all the different things. Uh, make sure you give us a subscribe on YouTube. That'd be really nice. Yep. Nice to boost those numbers a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thanks a lot for listening and uh, we'll see you next week.